0: Welcome to the WorkSmart Club podcast hosted by Dr. Cynthia Howard, executive coach and Lean Sigma Black Belt, and brought to you by WorkSmart Consulting. Inside of you is the power to transform your world. You just have to unleash your potential. Get ready for strategies you can use right now. Leadership leverage you need. We are talking about gossip today. It is absolutely rampant at work, on social media, in clubs, and churches, and it creates drama that no one needs. I want to talk about why gossip exists, what it represents, when and how to deal with gossip, even when it's about you. I read that gossip originated in Old England, when the king would send men from his court to go gossip in the pubs, and listen to what the people were saying about the king. The people were then fined, imprisoned, and even killed based on what these people went back to the king and told them. And in some ways today, gossip still carries the same damaging consequences. It definitely kills trust and accelerates cynicism and passive aggressiveness. So let's break down what gossip is. First of all, it conveys information. Hey, did you hear that the new restaurant is going in next door? And it can release emotions. But I doubt that they're going to do any better than the last one. And it can be a way to indirectly get back at someone. Do you remember when Todd ordered that lousy lunch from that last place? I threw it away. So wrapped up in that statement is content, the food was lousy, emotion, I really didn't like it, and conflict. There's some issue with Todd that we're not quite sure about. But this person is dumping a lot of information, emotion, and conflict into those statements. So now the person that's listening has more than what they really bargained for. The truth is gossip hurts no matter how it shows up. It's an indirect way of communicating. And with that is an underground, undercurrent, if you will, shadowy element to it, which is the emotional conflict dimension of gossip. So when you are working in a culture that tolerates this indirect communication, you end up with this problem, but you also end up with bullying, disrespect. You don't have teamwork and ultimately you fail to reach your targets and your goals. Work ends up being mediocre. What ends up happening then is you have the wrong kind of turnover. The right people leave because the environment is not conducive to doing their best job. There's too much energy siphoned off when there's a lot of gossip from doing your best job to this shadowy undercurrent of what's really happening. So I want to challenge you to stop contributing to gossip. So listen up because here's how you can make a difference. First of all, make the decision that it is not healthy to have these shadowy conversations. That's going to make it easier for you to set the limits when someone comes to you. It's really interesting too, this is a side note, that once we make decisions about certain things like, hey, I'm going to stop gossiping, I'm going to stop drinking so much, I'm going to start doing this, it's interesting that people or situations may show up that want to tempt us back into that environment or back into that behavior. So just be prepared for that. But once you make that commitment, stick with it, because not only will you show up better without having all of this gossip hanging around, but the culture that you're in is going to be better for it. So make the decision and recognize that it's not healthy to have these shadowy conversations. And the time to act is before you hear those juicy bits of information. So someone comes to you and says, you will not believe what just happened. You can smile, put up your hand, and just say something like, hey, is this a celebration of someone's victory? Because if it isn't, I've chosen not to listen to any gossip and then just follow it up with this. Are we celebrating someone and with a big smile? And that person may have a very deer in the headlights kind of look. And then you know that that person wanted to dump some juicy stuff on you. But the fact that you're not going for it lets that person know that you're a cut above and you are not going to be brought into that lower level communication so if someone comes to you and says hey i just heard this about mary jane use the same thing are we celebrating mary jane because if we're not celebrating her i'm not really interested don't go into a whole big dialogue about how you don't gossip and and have some kind of moral authority because let's face it We all have some issue and you really don't want to go down that road. What you're just saying by recognizing that, hey, I just want to contribute to a celebration is you're letting people know that you are a supporter of people and you want to encourage people. You don't want to do anything to bring people down. Because once you listen to any kind of gossip, you now are on the hook for it. You know it. So what are you going to do with it? Are you going to pretend it isn't there? So when you get together with that person, it might be kind of awkward because you've heard this. And what does that say for the relationship you have with that other person? Are you going to hold it all in? No, ultimately, you would want to talk to that person about it but it's really not yours to talk about except that you did listen. So you end up keeping secrets, and secrets are just deadly to any kind of relationship at work or at home. So when you are engaging in gossip as a passive listener, you actually are becoming part of this problem. So you've enabled the shadowy, indirect communication to continue because you are a willing partner. You listened, you're giving this person an audience. And for whatever reason, we could go into analyzing this person, but there's no need to. Maybe the person wants attention. Maybe they want to feel important. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you're choosing not to engage But the other thing that you are preventing when you listen to gossip is any type of problem solving, any type of real meaningful effort to make a difference. So if you're thinking, "Wow, this person really doesn't know what they're doing, and you say to someone else, they don't know what they're doing, and this is what happened, and you're not solving the problem, you're just unloading your emotions around that problem. And someone who listens is also enabling that. And you never get to the issue. What you end up doing is alienating people. And we know that becomes toxic real fast. Now, not too long ago, this happened in my own office. We have a small office and there was a misunderstanding It was a conflict. It ended up being pretty tense. But as a result, we had a very productive conversation. It was difficult, that's for sure. But I think it's always worth it to have that tough conversation because it brought us closer together. We have a better understanding of what the expectations are, what each other can do, how we can contribute. So it was really meaningful. I felt good, that person felt good, and the tension in the office lifted, which just made everyone else feel better, too. So what happens when the gossip is about you? Well, first of all, you have to talk to the other person about it. And I know you might be thinking, what? Really? Yes, you do need to talk it out, because when you ignore it, it becomes one of your elephant's. And an elephant is those things that get bigger and heavier when they're ignored. So here's how you do it. First, you are not talking to that person with a shaming, blaming attitude or with anger. How could you say those things? What's wrong with you? No, your goal for this conversation is to open the lines of communication. So if that's your goal then you want to bring that person into the conversation, not alienate it from it. So you want to have a perspective of understanding. So first, deal with the content. What did that person share? And you may want to open it up with something like, I understand that you said X, Y, Z, and I wanted to find out how we can clarify any misunderstanding. Have I done something to mislead you? Now, I know that may stick in some people's throat, thinking, why should I humble myself? And that is because your goal is to open up the lines of communication. And when you open yourself up, that is some vulnerability and it's a very humbling position. But I can promise you that it will get noticed and you're going to stop that person in their tracks when it comes to their defensiveness or their attacks. So keep your goal in mind open communication and making a connection with them. So next, you can deal with how they went about talking about you or delivering their message, meaning that they chose gossip, this indirect form of communication versus coming directly to you. So again, you may want to say something like, you know, it's really important to me to have an open channel of communication. I like to be direct and I like it when people come to me. So I would appreciate that you would come to me directly next time that you have any questions about what I said or did. And can we have an agreement on that? And make eye contact and be very pleasant as you talk about this. Now, I understand that there may be some emotions here. So you do not want to have this conversation at the height of your anger or hurt or frustration. Because the part that you're not going to really discuss with the other person are your emotions. Because our emotions are just that they're our emotions we get to deal with their emotions they're nobody else's business and what gets people into trouble is they lead with their emotions and they dump them at the feet of the other person saying this 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 i felt this i felt this and next thing you know you have raw emotions and there is no way to deal with that the only thing that ends up happening are People are hurt, frustrated, and in an emotional quagmire. Because if you look at it this way, that person used an indirect channel of communication, which means they don't trust themselves. They don't feel they have the skills to speak directly with you, which means they probably don't have the skills to deal with emotions. So why would you want to lay it on them? when they're not going to deal with it very well. So keep that in mind. The fact is, is our emotions are our responsibility, even when they are tripped by other people. So when people push our buttons, it's not their fault. <laughs> they're our buttons. Okay, so what you want to do is learn how to deal with those triggers, learn how to cover up those buttons, so people can't push them. Now, in personal relationships, that's actually true also. But of course, there are different boundaries and parameters and ways of dealing with emotions when you're in a personal relationship. So the conversation will definitely be different. But one thing you can take away from this is we're responsible for how we feel. We're responsible for how we demonstrate those feelings. And that is basically the foundation of emotional intelligence and emotional agility. And I definitely talk a lot about that in various trainings on the podcast and elsewhere. So if that is something you're interested in, go to work smart, think different and look under emotional intelligence. So we talked about what gossip is. It conveys information It conveys emotion and has some indirect conflict within it. And many people engage in this because they lack the confidence to go through formal channels like direct face-to-face communication. And I've heard everything from, I don't want to hurt their feelings, so they tell somebody else instead. Well, just think about what you've done. You know, you don't want to hurt their feelings but now you have essentially created another wound because you're talking behind their back. So it's really important to figure out ways that you can be more direct. You can always write a note. You could text someone. But the point is, is you want to start by being direct and going for the open communication so that you can solve the problem because every time you use an indirect form of communication, you actually inhibit the problem-solving process. So as a leader, you want to get comfortable with handling conflict, gossip, direct communication, direct comments from your staff, so that they're not forced to engage in these sidebar conversations. Too often, leaders have a thin skin, and they don't want to hear that something's wrong with what they've decided to do, that their program doesn't work exactly as the way they thought. They need to toughen up and just listen to what people have to say, because it will be meaningful to them if they take themselves out of it. Because if you're going to force people to talk through the pipeline, you know that whatever is communicated is getting distorted. So one idea I have for leaders is to stand up, be bold, and have short stand-up meetings face the elephant directly. You can call it your pipeline meeting. You can do this once a month, once a week. And ask what's moving through the pipeline. Ask what people are hearing on the ground And clarify whatever it is that they're hearing so that you can provide the most direct information for people. Because ultimately, people want information. That is the main thing they are wanting from any type of communication is they want to know what's up. How is it going to affect them? What are they going to have to do differently? Is their life going to change? So when leaders value candor, this direct open communication, people are going to realize that it is safe for them to speak out, and they will come to these pipeline meetings, so to speak, and be able to say what they have to say. That empowerment is going to make a big difference in your group's ability to solve problems, to be creative. You're going to be surprised at the positive outcome. So I highly recommend including any type of candid conversations in your orientation and in your onboarding process. That lets people know that, yes, this is valuable. We're going to teach you about it up front. This is what our culture represents. And then the onboarding, the continual onboarding that's necessary is going to include this because people need to know how to deal with conflict in an ongoing way. At WorkSmart Consulting, we have a course called CARE. It's a four-step model for conversation, and it's very useful in dealing with conflict. The CARE is an acronym. It stands for Connection, Awareness, Respect, and Empowerment. And those four steps guide people through those difficult conversations so that you come out with at least an agreement to move forward. Because again, conflict conversations are not about the raw emotion. That raw emotion is that individual's responsibility. And if they don't want to deal with that responsibility and they end up raging, then that person is going to need to have a very serious conversation with HR because that's not okay. Being angry is one thing, but raging is another. And what I see happening is people slamming their fists on the desk, you know, throwing chairs, calling people names. Those things are bordering on abusive. And it is not within the domain of the workspace to deal with those kind of intense emotions because they are that of the individual. And that's why they have programs like EAP and other areas where people can get help with that, okay? I'm talking about these underlying simmering conflicts that show up in the way of gossip or bullying. They're really sidebar conversations that thwart any type of positive, progressive improvement that you might be wanting to make in your department. So as the leader, you want to role model how people are to carry on meaningful conversations. So for example, when you're doing your management rounds, rather than asking, how are you doing? Ask something like, what difference are you making today? Tell me what is most important. Tell me what's been most difficult. Tell me what is your key idea to make things better and then be prepared to listen. So you're going to have to give that person two minutes and you may even want to take some notes. And if they're going on beyond two minutes, say, wow, that's really a lot of information and we're going to have to schedule another time or direct them to the town hall or whatever meeting you have set up in order to deal with these ideas. So keep in mind that gossip is a symptom. It's not the cause. It's not the main thing. It's actually a symptom of something, and it's a red flag. So we all drive our cars, and when the oil light in the car goes off, that's usually a pretty big deal because once the oil either drops in volume or the pressure is off, it can damage the engine. So that's when you really want to take your car in for a look under the hood. And that's the same thing as gossip. Gossip is a warning light that requires a look under the hood of your culture. So I hope that you take the challenge to say no to gossip. And by modeling direct conversations, you invite people to be more real, to be more authentic. And as you model conversations with love and care, you are going to influence others to do the same thing. So until the next time, stay energized and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to the WorkSmart Club podcast. We love our listeners and want to hear from you. Please join us at WorkSmartClubNetwork.com. Stay connected and subscribe to our show so you never miss any of the content leaving us a positive review lets everyone know we add value. We thank you for it.